On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks are back in action to wrap up their six-game homestand at the United Center tonight against the Edmonton Oilers. Plus, Captain Jonathan Taze is finally expected to return to the lineup along with a couple of other key players. I'll also talk about Patrick Kane speaking out about his future here in Chicago with the Blackhawks, as well as Kyle Davidson's sit-down conversation with the Blackhawks beat writers yesterday. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, March 3rd. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of this and you like what you're hearing today, then please first be sure to go and follow the podcast. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds and will help me out tremendously. You could also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. Best of all, everything is absolutely for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all absolutely for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of this episode, then please be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Each and every episode from here on out is going to have a video attached to it as well. So again, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It'll help me out tremendously. Go and turn on the notifications and you can know exactly when the episode is posted on YouTube every day. All right, what's up everyone? As always, thank you for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. And later on tonight, the Chicago Blackhawks are back in action, wrapping up their six-game homestand at the UC against the Edmonton Oilers. This is going to be a 7.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop, by the way, uh, and will be televised on NBC Sports Chicago for all those wondering. But this is going to be the third and final meeting of the season between these two teams. And if you remember back to the last meeting, which wasn't all that long ago, it was back on February 9th, uh, the Hawks came away with a 4-1 to victory up in Edmonton behind a 40-save performance in that from Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, but interestingly enough, that actually wound up being the final game um, for Dave Tippett as the Oilers head coach, I guess. Losing 4-1 to to this lowly Blackhawks team <laughs> wound up being the final straw in uh, Tippett's tenure up in Edmonton, but since Jay Woodcroft has taken over as the interim coach, uh, the Oilers have responded really well. They've gone 7-3 and three in his first 10 games as the interim, including a five-game winning streak to kick things off there. So um, the Edmonton Oilers have been playing well as of late, and it's also kind of starting to get into crunch time. We're, we're closing in on desperation mode for a team like Edmonton. I know there's still 28 games to play, and they're only two points back of a playoff spot, uh, but the Western Conference is an absolute dog right now for those final playoff spots. So it's getting into crunch time. Uh, Edmonton needs to start rattling off more victories if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. 
And the Blackhawks need to be aware of that here tonight. They, they can't get caught on their heels against one of the best offenses in the entire NHL. The Oilers are ninth in goals per game coming into tonight, and they're also third on the power play as well. And with the Blackhawks being in the bottom third in both goals against and on the penalty kill, obviously this doesn't look like a very good matchup, uh, a very good matchup for them. They've done a good job through the first two meetings. They've held the Oilers to only six total goals. Um, but the power play, one thing to note, the power play for Edmonton has scored in both of those games. So if the Hawks, they want this to win this final meeting here tonight, they need to stay out of the penalty box as much as possible. Keep the PK off the ice and overall just try and limit the high danger chances for guys like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I also have to mention that good old number two, Duncan Keith will be returning to the UC here tonight, playing for the Edmonton Oilers. And in that last meeting on February 9th, Keith took a nasty spill into the boards, was forced to exit the game early, and then missed a couple weeks for the Oilers as well. But he's going to be back in the lineup for Edmonton here tonight. Uh, and yesterday, the Oilers posted a, a super cool and heartwarming, heartfelt video of Keith uh, being welcomed back into the locker room and everything by. Uh, his Oilers teammates. It was a really cool moment and it'll definitely be awesome and also still weird at the same time to see Duncan Keith on the ice at the United Center, but not wearing a Blackhawks sweater. But another cool note for tonight, folks, Nicholas Jalmerson, good old number four, will be having his legacy tonight here at the UC as well. So it'll definitely be great to see uh, the hammer back in Chicago. I know he's been in attendance for a couple of games in the past, but uh, it will be nice to see him properly recognized and celebrated for all he did for this team. He's seriously, I think, one of the most, if not the most underrated player I've ever seen since uh, since I've watched the game of hockey. Like He never got the recognition. He was never in the limelight, but he really arguably was the best shutdown defensive defenseman of his era, and that's saying something. So Nicholas Jalmerson deserves a celebration here tonight, and uh, hopefully the Hawks can get a win for him against one of his former teammates in Duncan Keith. But getting into the Blackhawks lineup for tonight's game, uh, they just wrapped up the morning skate. Derek King's going to be talking with the media here in just a couple of moments. I'll be sure to keep you all updated. But at the moment, it looks like Captain Jonathan Taves, Tyler Johnson, Calvin DeHaan, and Riley Stillman all will be making their returns to the lineup tonight against the Oilers. That's a huge boost for this Blackhawks team that's really been injury plagued throughout the course of the season. Uh, DeHaan only missed the last two games due to a groin strain, but the other three have all missed significant time because of these injuries. Taves last played on January 26th against the Red Wings, so over a month for him. It's also been over a month for Riley Stillman, who last played on January 21st against uh, the Minnesota Wild, where he took kind of an elbow to the back and suffered uh, a shoulder injury. And then Tyler Johnson, it's been forever since we've seen him suit up for game action. You got to think to way back before Halloween, uh, back on October 29th against the Carolina Hurricanes is when he originally suffered that neck injury. Um, But all three, and DeHaan as well, of course, should provide huge boost to this Blackhawks lineup. Finally, first, on defense, uh, the the Hawks are finally going to have all of their NHL regulars healthy at the same time. That's only happened for, I believe, two or three games total throughout the course of the season so far. So nice to have both DeHaan 
and Riley Stillman back here tonight. Fingers crossed, of course. We'll see what King says, but it looks to be that way. Also, another reason to believe both of them will return tonight, Alec Regula was reassigned to the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL this morning. Blackhawks would have eight defensemen if he were still to be up with everyone healthy. So by sending Regula down, that gives you a pretty good indication that everyone is going to be back, and you could probably expect Eric Gustafson uh, to serve as the odd man out on the back end. As for the starting goaltender, it looks like Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be back in that for the Blackhawks once again here tonight. And as I mentioned earlier, Fleury stopped 40 of 41 shots faced in the last meeting between these two teams, which resulted in a 4-1 to victory for the Blackhawks a little less than a month ago. So seems like a good spot uh, to give Fleury the go once again here tonight, and hopefully he can help steer the Blackhawks to a victory to wrap up this six-game homestand on a high note and to also take the season series against the Edmonton Oilers. All right, there is my preview of the Blackhawks matchup tonight at the UC against Edmonton. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into Patrick Kane speaking out to the media about his future in Chicago. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. Football season may be over, sad face, but Bet Online still has way more odds for both pro and college hoops as things begin to ramp up. From game scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. And it's not just basketball. From the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet Online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on Lockdown Blackhawks, getting into segment two now on the show today. I also wanted to be sure to get into what Patrick Kane said to the media yesterday when asked about his future with the Chicago Blackhawks. And of course, this question was brought up specifically because new general manager Kyle Davidson stated in his introductory presser that whatever happens with Kane and Taves going forward, whether that be they stay here in Chicago or to move on elsewhere, there just won't be any surprises. There's going to be a bunch of communication, a bunch of sit-down conversations between Davidson and both of those two in the next couple of months to, you know, kind of gauge exactly what each of them would like to do and also uh, to kind of go over the current state of the team from the front office's perspective as we're entering yet another rebuild here in Chicago. But when asked about this yesterday, Kane first started off by saying just how much he loves Chicago, the city, you fans, uh, and for how great everyone has been to both he and his family throughout his career here with the Blackhawks. And while he did acknowledge that um, the business side of things, obviously, that exists and could come into play here, um, but Kaner did add that there haven't been very many players in the NHL to play in the same place for their entire careers. So for that, for him, in his mind, it would be both a privilege and an honor is what Kaner said yesterday to be able to do that, to finish out his playing days here in Chicago as a Blackhawk. And with the team heading into another rebuild, like I just said, uh, I can't lie for 
a, a little bit there. I, I was nervous when I first heard that the Blackhawks were entering another rebuild using that word. Uh, I was nervous about whether or not Kaner would want to remain the team through another one of those processes. And while he is still playing at the top of his game, you know, like a fine wine, he's really only getting better with age. Um, the clock is still tar- starting to tick a little bit. He's getting up into his 30s. Um, so I-, I was just curious if he would be wanting to go to another team for, you know, a hopes of, of trying to take home another Stanley Cup. But uh, from what he said to the media yesterday, assuming everything he said is true, you got to take everything that's said to the media with a grain of salt a little bit. Uh, but assuming everything that he said is true, it, it sure sounds like he only has his sights on trying to do that once again here in Chicago, no matter how long it takes, whether that be three years or five years. It sure sounds like he wants to be a Chicago Blackhawk for life. The interesting thing about the interesting part about this, though, folks, is what's going to happen with Kaner's next contract? Because with the Blackhawks clearly needing to make several changes all across the roster. Uh, having that $10.5 million off the books that Kane carries, that certainly would be an enticing option heading into a rebuild. Um, but I do think that Davidson, what he's shown us so far in his short time uh, as interim and now as the permanent GM, is that um, he's someone who's he's a great communicator and he's very respectful and understands that there needs to be open communication from all levels of the organization in order for things to work and for this to be ran, ran properly. And for everything that Kane has done for the organization, I could rattle off a list of all his accolades and everything he's done and meant to the city of Chicago. Um, I think, you know, if Kane really does want to stay here, um, I, I do believe Davidson will be able to find a way to get it done, but it will be very interesting to see though, how much of a drop-off in pay Kaner will be willing to take because I just don't think um, the Blackhawks, with the state that they're in, they're not going to be willing to shut out another $10.5 million AAV on his next contract for three or four years or however long he wants the term to be. Even though that's what Kane is deserving, the Blackhawks just need to be frugal right now, and they could spend that money in much other better places to help get back to where we want to be. And if Kaner truly does want to be part of this team throughout the rebuilding process to see where it's going to go at the end, then you would think he'd be willing to take a little bit of a discount to help out the rest of the roster. I don't know that to be true, but you know that would just go hand in hand, you would think. So uh, I think that's going to be a, a very interesting conversation to try and figure out what Kaner's next contract is going to look like. As for Jonathan Taze, Uh, I feel like he's kind of um, in the same boat tonight. By the way, folks, just got confirmation from Derek King that Jonathan Taves, Tyler Johnson, Riley Stillman, and Calvin DeHaan are all going to be back in the lineup for the Blackhawks tonight. That's some great news. Eric Gustafson will be the odd man out on defense, and Henrik Borgstrom is going to be the odd man out up front. Uh, But back to Taves here. Great to see that he's back, but I feel like he's, you know, kind of in the same boat as Kaner, except, you know, he'll undoubtedly make much less money on his next contract than what he's making right now. Uh, We haven't heard from Taze himself about this matter yet. Um, I'm sure we will now that he's back uh, and returning to the lineup. Um, But if Taves, I think he's in the same boat in Kane is to, you know, if he does want to stay at a discounted price, then the Blackhawks 
and Davidson out of respect. I do think they would try to make that work as well, given everything Jonathan has done for this organization throughout his career. It's just really going to come down to uh, whether or not Taser would be willing to take a discount of, you know, probably half or maybe even less than half of the 10.5 million he's earning right now. He's honestly probably worth four or five at absolute max. We'll see how uh, his second half goes now that he's healthy, but there's no way he could be making more than $5 million at this point, given his injury history and the risk that comes along with it as unfortunate it is to say this is a business. So um, that's going to be interesting as well. Uh, Again, I'm sure that uh, Taze is going to be asked about this in the next couple of days now that he's uh, back to being fully healthy. So I'm really interested interested to see if he provides a similar answer to Patrick Kane or not when asked about this question. All right, there are some thoughts on Patrick Kane speaking out to the media about his future in Chicago yesterday. Coming up in just a minute, I'll get into GM Kyle Davidson's roundtable with the Blackhawks beat writers. All right, welcome back to Lockdown Blackhawks. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three now today, before I wrap things up, I still also wanted to talk for a little bit about GM Kyle Davidson's sit-down roundtable, if you will, as Scott Powers of The Athletic put it in his article yesterday. Um, But I wanted to get into Davidson's conversation and short little chit-chat that he had with the Blackhawks beat writers. And as I mentioned on the show yesterday in Davidson's introductory presser, uh, you know, he did mention how he plans to make a lot of changes and there's going to be a whole lot of new in the future, but he didn't really provide any concrete examples or such. Um, But during his sit down with the media yesterday, Davidson went a little bit more into detail on his future plans. There was still a whole lot of, you know, GM talk and and front office talk where he was kind of beating around the bush a little bit. Um, But one thing in particular that I I had to mention on the show here, overall, it's just clear how much Davidson recognizes the situation that the Blackhawks are in. He really gets it. And he knows that with the situation that the Blackhawks are in, Trades are going to have to be made in order to try and replenish the Blackhawks' depleted prospect pool. He talked about how in the past couple of years, um, the desire to win now really overtook any future plans for the organization. Uh, And because of that, the only way to go and get assets, um, particularly to the prospect pool, is either by developing them well, which Davidson does plan to emphasize, but also by giving up something of value to another team in return. And for Davidson, um, he did mention how if you're patient enough, then you can wait for the draft picks that you take first. You got to hit on them. But if you're patient enough, you can wait for the draft picks to... um, come up and step onto the scene at the NHL. Sorry, I'm getting notifications left and right on my phone about what uh, Derek King is saying to the media right now. I apologize. Just want to make sure I have everything up to date for all the listeners out there. Um, But yeah, back to Davidson. He he did mention how, uh, you know, if you're patient enough, then you can wait for the draft picks to eventually come along and to step on the scene at the NHL level and hopefully make a difference. Um, But if you want to be a little bit more sure-minded and add a little bit of volume to the prospect pool, which based on him mentioning that during this 
sit down with the media. It sounds like that's the path that he wants to take. Uh, then you have to be willing to move some of the pieces you have right now. So not only does it sound like Davidson plans to be moving all of the expiring contracts like Marc-Andre Fleury, Calvin DeHaan, and Ryan Carpenter, but it also sounds like they know they have to move on from some depth guys as well, like the Dylan Stroms, uh, Dominic Kubeliks, maybe Connor Murphys, Henrik Borgstroms, and maybe even a guy like Brandon Hagel, which I know will make a lot of fans out there nervous. Uh, but in order to make some real changes here, you have to be willing to give up something of value right now. So, you know, you got to make both sides happy in a trade. It's Everything can't be one-sided. Um, and believe me, one, one thing I, I wanted to mention, if us fans know how bad of a position the Blackhawks are in right now, then you better believe the other 31 teams across the NHL do as well. And when the Blackhawks are trying to make trades, um, those other teams are going to be trying to use that as leverage. The Blackhawks' desperation is not going to work in their favor. Other teams know they don't have a deep prospect pool and they're not good enough to win right now. So they're kind of stuck in this limbo mode where um, I think in order to receive assets from another team, they're going to have to sweeten the pot a little bit. As unfortunate as that is, um, that just seems like the way uh, it, it has to be right now. Um, Davidson didn't specifically mention that he's shopping anyone in particular. He didn't, you know, say he's trying to trade guys like Strom, Kubelik, or Hagel or anyone. Um, but he did make it clear that really no one is safe besides the players who are contract uh, who are contractually obligated with no movement clause in their contracts. So also throw Alex to bring it in that group as well, because listen, Kyle Davidson, if somehow you're hearing this, if you even think about trading the cat, you're going to lose a whole lot more fans than this organization has already lost in the last year. Don't even think about trading the cat, bud. But I also wanted to talk for a minute about what Davidson said regarding Marc-Andre Fleury's status as we're getting closer towards the trade deadline. And on the show yesterday, uh, I mentioned a report had come out from Chris Johnston on Insider Trading that stated, Fleury is currently leaning towards remaining with Chicago for the remainder of the season, which uh, honestly, that would be a very tough pill to swallow for us Blackhawks fans and for the organization, even though Fleury has been spectacular for the Blackhawks and has been their MVP this season. Um, the team just really needs the assets that they could get in return for him at the deadline, especially if they could get back into the first round of this year's NHL draft. Um, but Davidson actually, when, when talking to the media about this, um, he, he didn't really sound all that concerned about Flurry sticking with the Hawks for the remainder of the season. And to me, it kind of sounds like, uh, Davidson realizes that Flurry is given there's not really any ideal destination for him to land in the trade market. I think Davidson, um, by his mannerisms when talking about this, obviously he's a mature guy, professional and respectful. He's not going to say anything different. Um, but I just kind of took it as he acknowledges that he's probably stuck with Marc Andre Fleury for the remainder of the season. Um, and while that isn't the greatest situation for the Blackhawks, definitely they could use those assets. Um, and, and to be fair, um, Fleury does deserve to be getting whatever he wants. You know, he took the chance to come here to Chicago in the first place. So um, I, I understand the respect that the organization is showing him by letting him have the final say in the matter. But damn it, man, we really could use those assets. Uh, but what Davidson kind of 
took the time to speak about more on when, when asked about Flurry was just how, you know, with a lot of young players in that locker room, Flurry is one of the best in the business, one of the best professionals and best teammates to learn from, to learn how to be a professional from. And that is true. You know, that will serve some value on its own, but it's still not going to serve uh, as much value as what the Blackhawks could get out of those assets from another NHL team in return. Uh, We'll see if this situation changes in the next couple of weeks, but it sure sounds like the Blackhawks uh, could be stuck with Marc-Andre Fleury for the remainder of the regular season. All right, folks, I think that will wrap up Thursday, March 3rd's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and go check it out on YouTube as well. And you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey as host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. So be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at my personal account at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the Blackhawks, then feel free to email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, Go Hawks. Let's pick up the big win to wrap up our six-game road trip at the UC tonight against the Oilers. And thanks again for listening to another episode of Locked On Blackhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.